0: Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Playmakers. What's up, guys? Coming to you again with another division breakdown. I believe we have two left, and today it's gonna be the NFC North, so Green Bay Packers, Chicago Bears, Minnesota Vikings, and Detroit Lions. If you guys like the content, please make sure you leave a like and subscribe, and also comment your thoughts down below. But let's get into it. The first team we've gotta talk about is the Green Bay Packers, and We really just do not know what's going to happen with Aaron Rodgers I personally am leaning towards him not playing for the Packers next year But i've also seen a lot of super reputable people kind of think that the Packers aren't going to trade him So he's either going to have to retire or he's going to have to come back and play for the Packers So we really have no idea but today i'm going to break down both scenarios So i'm going to talk about every player on the Packers if rogers stays and then also if he's not playing next year So first, if Aaron Rodgers stays, I think him himself would likely be somewhere around QB8. He'd be in the same tier as like Russell Wilson and Tom Brady, and I think he'll have a really solid year, but he just has to regress from how crazy efficient he was in 2020. His touchdowns were through the roof, and I mean, he just like wildly outperformed what he had done the past two seasons. At running back, Aaron Jones would just absolutely skyrocket in my rankings If Aaron Rodgers stays, I love Aaron Jones for 2021. I honestly think he would move up to as high as number five overall. We just heard recently that Saquon's likely gonna be on limited touches in the first couple weeks. And so I honestly think I would consider moving Aaron Jones ahead of Saquon Barkley in my rankings. The past two seasons, he's finished as a high-end running back one. And I just think if Aaron Rodgers comes back, it's gonna be the exact same thing in 2021. He's solid on the ground, solid in the receiving game. He's going to get a ton of touchdown opportunities. And I am not concerned about A.J. Dillon at all. I think people were super excited for Aaron Jones to leave and A.J. Dillon to step in and take that running back one role that they really kind of in their minds are overhyping A.J. Dillon. Because if we look at what Jamal Williams did, Jamal Williams had a huge role as a backup. And so I don't really expect AJ Dillon to come in and get even more work than Williams. AJ Dillon may get more carries, but Jamal Williams was a great receiving back. So if Aaron Jones is getting a couple less carries, but is getting a couple more receptions, I'm totally fine with that. I mean, I think receptions, receiving yards, those are obviously more valuable in half point PPR and PPR scoring. And so I'm totally fine with AJ Dillon there as the backup. Devontae Adams would easily be my wide receiver one. And a solid mid first round pick after seeing what he did last season i think it's kind of crazy for anyone else to be in that wide receiver one slot he finished as wide receiver one in total points and points per game even though he didn't play a full season which really just points to how dominant he was and then another weapon that i'd be interested in if rogers comes back is their third round pick amari rogers the packers are in need of a number two wide receiver it's basically wide open And so he's a guy that could slide in there and be a solid volume option if him and A-Rod click. I think Robert Tanyan would land somewhere around tight end seven or eight. Like I talked about with Rodgers' touchdowns, I think Tanyan will also likely regress in touchdowns, but he's still going to be a top two or three weapon on that offense. All right, and then now let's look at the Packers value if Aaron Rodgers is either traded or retired And so for this, I'm gonna assume that Jordan Love is the starting quarterback. Obviously, there are certain scenarios where if Rodgers gets traded to a team, they swap quarterbacks, and it wouldn't be Jordan Love. But just to make it simple, I'm gonna be using Jordan Love as the quarterback. And so for me, Devontae Adams would fall a decent amount in my wide receiver rankings. I think he'd be firmly behind Tyreek Hill, Stephon Diggs, A.J. Brown, and DeAndre Hopkins. And then I think he's in the mix with justin jefferson calvin ridley keenan allen and dk metcalf i would have to see how it all plays out but i mean he could be in between those guys he could be behind all of them we really just would have to wait and see because even if he is the most talented wide receiver in the nfl if he doesn't have a guy that can consistently get him the ball he's going to lose a lot of value i think aaron jones would go from a mid first round pick To a mid to late second round pick and this is just because aaron jones is able to be a top fantasy option without getting a ton of touches because of his touchdown upside this packers offense is great and if aaron jones is the main running back he's going to get a lot of goal line carries a lot of goal line receiving work and that's obviously going to boost his fantasy production and so without Rodgers, i think the defenses can key on the run game much more and he may get some more volume but i think those touches are going to be way less efficient and he's going to have a way less touchdown upside. Without Rodgers, I think Robert Tunyon becomes a borderline tight end one. He probably turns more into one of those late round tight end picks than a guy who's getting picked like in the 9th, 10th, 11th round. And then for Aaron Rodgers, his value really depends on where he lands. So if he retires, obviously no value. But I've heard the Broncos, I think that's a pretty great fit for him. I think if he goes to the Broncos, he would basically be at a similar spot in my rankings as to where he is now if he stayed with the Packers. So somewhere around QB8. Broncos have a bunch of solid weapons, just a pretty good offense overall. But then there's also been talk about him going to the Raiders. If he goes to the Raiders, I think his fantasy upside goes down a ton because you know the Raiders just don't have those weapons and he doesn't have the wheels as a running quarterback to get those extra points. And so even if he is a top tier quarterback in terms of talent, Without a solid offense around him, it would be hard for him to finish as a mid-tier quarterback one. All right, now let's move on to the Chicago Bears. And the Bears have made a couple of quarterback moves this off season. We were hearing early in the off season that they were in on the Deshaun Watson trade rumors, the Russell Wilson trade rumors. I think they made a pretty pretty substantial offer to the Seahawks, but they declined it. And so then the Bears opted to sign Andy Dalton to a one-year deal. And then the opportunity presented itself in the draft and they traded up to pick Justin Fields in the first round. In my opinion, both Andy Dalton and Justin Fields are upgrades over Trubisky. And so I expect Andy Dalton to start the season and then we'll likely see Fields later in the year. You know, maybe Dalton plays well and he just gets to sit a year behind Dalton. But I think if stuff starts to go bad, Matt Nagy's gonna wanna get his, you know, his future quarterback. His job is basically relying on Justin Fields getting in there and playing well and so I think we probably will see Fields later on in the year just you know take a look to see if he's ready to lead the team because this is a team that's probably going to be in the mix for the playoffs. I think Allen Robinson will probably finish as a lower tier wide receiver one which is what we've seen a lot in his career. He has all the talent and potential in the world to be a top tier fantasy asset But he just hasn't had the opportunity to play with even a mediocre quarterback basically every quarterback he's played with has been like bottom five in terms of nfl rankings and so there's definitely more hope at quarterback this year than there has been in the past but it's still obviously not great i think drafting justin fields is better for Allen robinson's long-term fantasy production you know assuming he would stay with the bears than it is for the short term because we just don't really know what we're going to get out of Justin Fields as a rookie. Another weapon on this team is Darnell Mooney who I think a lot of people like as a potential late round wide receiver pick and I really like Darnell Mooney's talent. I think he's a great route runner and just came in and played really well last year but I just don't know if this offense can support another receiver. You've already got Allen Robinson and I'm just not super high on this offense as a whole so i like the player but just not sure if he's going to get enough work at the tight end position i really like cole komet's future i think he's going to be a solid fantasy tight end in years to come but i just don't see him being a realistic play this year he didn't show me enough production last year for me to expect him to make a huge jump into fantasy relevancy this year and then to finish up at the running back position David Montgomery was a league winner for many people last year. He had that stretch of bad run defenses at the end and just absolutely feasted. But this year, I'm expecting some pretty serious regression. Last year, Montgomery took advantage of basically being the only capable running back in that backfield. They were getting Cordero Patterson carries because they were so thin. Tariq Cohen tore his ACL earlier in the season and the Bears just did not have any depth. With Cohen coming back this year, he's going to cut into David Montgomery's targets a ton. And then they also went out and signed Damian Williams, who I think is a very capable backup running back, which means Montgomery doesn't have a monopoly on the carries anymore. And so even though he may have won you guys some championships last year, I would not have the same high expectations for him going into 2021. And I think he's more of a bottom end running back too. Now let's take a look at the Minnesota Vikings. And the Vikings basically have solid fantasy options at every position. Kirk Cousins, in my opinion, is a great pick in super flex leagues just because he's always gonna be overlooked because he's not super flashy. He doesn't get a great rep from the media, but he's a guy who's gonna consistently put up 4,000 yards and 25 plus touchdown seasons. And that's just really solid numbers for your quarterback too. Dalvin Cook has everything you would want in a running back great work in the receiving game. He's a volume guy on the ground. He's gonna get a ton of touchdowns and they use him as a workhorse. He's basically who they run that offense through. And he's pretty firmly ranked as my RB2. I don't think he should be ahead of Christian McCaffrey, but I don't think there's anyone that should be challenging him for that running back two spot. I think he has that locked in. And then at wide receiver, the Vikings have two guys that are ranked in my top 24. So my wide receiver ones and twos. Justin Jefferson, for me, is a mid-tier wide receiver one. I talked about him in a video where I compared him to DK Metcalf, where I broke down their 2020 seasons, talked about their fantasy outlook, and just kind of did a deep dive on both players. So go check that out if you haven't already. But so he's a guy I really like. And then Adam Thielen, even though he's likely to see touchdown regression this year, he's still gonna be a wide receiver two, assuming he doesn't fall off, you know, in the yards or receptions department. I calculated his stats from last year assuming that instead of having 14 receiving touchdowns, he had nine and he still finishes as a lower end wide receiver too. And I do think it's reasonable to expect touchdown regression just because he had 14 last year and had never had double digit touchdowns before that. But you know, I think it's also a little bit unfair because Adam Thielen was a beast in the red zone. I mean, he was going up and making spectacular catches and you know, maybe that turns more into his game Justin Jefferson is a guy that's going to get a lot of attention from defenses, so maybe it opens things up for Adam Thielen in the red zone. So I guess we'll really just have to wait and see how he does in the touchdown department in 2021. At tight end, the Vikings have a potential breakout candidate in Irv Smith this year. He's a guy that a lot of people liked, but he was always playing behind Kyle Rudolph. But now Kyle Rudolph is gone, signed with the Giants, and so that gives Irv Smith the chance to to be the main guy in that tight end room. And so it just remains to be seen how much work he's gonna get. But right now he's going as a borderline tight end one. So a guy that's gonna be picked in those late rounds. All right, let's finish this video up by talking about the Detroit Lions. And the Lions are honestly pretty limited in terms of their fantasy options. They're not looking to be too solid in 2021. I think Jared Goff is probably somewhere in the bottom eight starting quarterbacks. He struggled in that Ram system, with Sean McVay, Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, And so it's gonna be hard to watch, in my opinion, for him with the Lions. It could get really rough really fast. But on a little more of a positive note, I think DeAndre Swift should be a pretty solid running back too. And he just needs to be a focal point of this offense. It is a little bit concerning that they brought in Jamal Williams, who I think is also gonna have a decent role. You know, you'd like DeAndre Swift to be that workhorse. But I mean, they can't really mess it up because you just have to give someone the ball And DeAndre Swift is gonna be the most talented guy on that roster probably. So he just needs to be a part of the offense. And he's gonna be helped out by them having a pretty solid O-line. I think that's honestly the best part of this Lions team. They've invested in their offensive line. They drafted Panay Sewell. They've been re-signing key players from that roster. And so, you know, they are starting their rebuild in an effective way. I think a lot of teams overlook the offensive line. So it's nice to see that they wanna keep that O-line strong for when, you know, they bring in the quarterback of the future assuming it's not going to be Jared Goff. At wide receiver, I really like Brashad Perriman and Amon Ross St. Brown as late round wide receiver flyers. Someone is going to need to catch the ball besides Hawkinson and Swift. And so whoever takes over that number one wide receiver role, even if they're not getting a ton of touchdown upside, they're going to have some value and they're going to have more value than where they're getting picked at like slot 150 to like 180, which is where Perriman and Amon Ra are going right now. And with both of them going so late in drafts, there's basically no risk in taking a shot on them. Worst case scenario, you just drop them after a couple weeks and pick up another solid guy in the waiver wire because you know there is gonna be someone there. And then at tight end, I think Hawkinson is a solid tight end pick basically for the same reasons I've been hyping up some of these other guys. They're going to need to give someone the ball. And I think Hawkinson is probably going to have the biggest target share on this team. He's going to have the opportunity to be a volume machine. So he's a guy that could have a lot of value in fantasy this year. So that is going to wrap up the NFC North. We went through the Packers, Bears, Vikings, and Lions. We have one division left and that's going to be the NFC South. So I'll be posting that tomorrow. If you guys enjoyed the video, please make sure you leave a like and subscribe. That really helps the channel out a lot and I would appreciate it. And also let me know your thoughts down below and I'll make sure to get back to you. Thank you guys for watching and listening. I'll see you tomorrow.